Hello there, DG from DG Podcast here, and welcome to episode two of Getting Lost in the Grey. And if you've came from the introduction, you'll know that this little podcast is all about mental health and all the fun that comes with that. Um, so yes, this episode is going to be about depression. Now, depression's depression's just depression, isn't it? It's just it's such a it's such a large one. Such uh, there's so much that stems from it. There's so much that can lead to it. There's it, it has a lot of connections to a lot of the other mental health that we're going to be discussing on various different episodes as well, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, just some sources uh, that we're going to be building off of today. So we have the NHS UK and the NHS in Scotland. Um, there is an NHS depression self-assessment um, that can be used. Obviously, it's not a diagnostic tool or anything like that. It just gives you a little bit of a um, snapshot into your own um, mental health and uh, your depression sort of scale. And it's also it's a really good way, I find, uh, to, um, to, to broach that conversation when you decide to Either have it with someone else, or have it with a GP, or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, one thing I will point out as well is, um, if anybody's feeling that they may suffer from depression, whether at the beginning of this episode, halfway through, near the end, please do reach out for help. It doesn't have to be, you know, to get medication and things. There, It's not all about medication, as we'll discuss. Because, I mean, that's one thing that put me off... Um, was the thought of you know, I've I've read and heard a lot of uh, horror stories about the the depression medication and things, uh, antidepressants and the symptoms that you can get from them, even from the doctor actually. When I had the conversation, when I reached out, yeah, you know, from having my own depression and things, even the doctor spoke about some of the side effects, some of the uh, potential side effects, and they can be quite scary. But yeah, uh, we'll get into all that. We'll get into all that as we go. But um, one of the key things I wanted to point out in the first instance is basically what depression is. And depression really is. A lot of people think of depression as just a. You're feeling down. You're feeling sad. You don't really feel motivated. And yes, that is kind of correct. But it's not just as simple as that. There's a lot more to it. And. It's not just those feelings, it's how long those feelings go on for. Because everybody's had sad times, everybody's had, you know, times in their lives where things are difficult, where things aren't good, things are, you know, uh, just hard times in life. But depression in itself is, 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 is a genuine health problem that actually makes everything so much worse in that aspect, simply because you you start to feel numb, in a way. I mean, obviously, I'm only talking from uh, my own personal experience, but also from what I've uh, researched into as well. But um, it, it really does sort of, like, have a numb feeling. You don't... I say numb. It's not like, you know, when you have uh, an injection when you're getting a tooth out or something. That's a numb feeling. It's a feeling of emptiness and sadness and down, like nothing just things that would previously, you know, make you happy, make you excited, make you, like, you know, look forward to something. They don't have the same effect anymore. 
you may still feel a little bit happy, you know, like everybody, even with depression, you can feel happy about certain things, you know, a newborn baby or something along those lines, you know. Um, little things can still make you happy, but the, the point is that it just it overwhelms everything else, like these feelings of emptiness, sadness, numbness, you know, unhappiness. It overwhelms everything else, and that's when it becomes a problem because, you know, everybody, as I say, has down days and, you know, uh, times where you're not really feeling great and you're just not, you're not into it. You're just, you're just not interested in life in general. You're just like, oh, I've had enough. But when it goes from just that feeling for, you know, a couple hours a day or something like that to almost a constant um, problem to also... A problem that's ongoing for a period of time. Now that period of time is not specific, so it's not like you know if you've had it for two weeks then you're depressed. So it's really not a specific time, and the 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 sources that we have here in the NHS in Scotland and the UK etc. They they point out that it goes it can indicate from anywhere from weeks to months, even longer in some instances. Some people may have been suffering from depression for years before they even realise they have it. And it's just, it's one of those things that's just so hard to to diagnose, especially because it's inside the, the brain. Um, a lot of, a lot of uh, some of the other mental health that we'll speak about do have some outward symptoms that are very easy to spot and you can, you can relate to. Depression is a harder one because it really is just a feeling of incompleteness, of nothing, essentially, which is hard to... Hard to describe in some aspects. Um, again, let me just point out that you know if if anybody is feeling anything along these lines or any of the other uh, mental health or even just a genuine concern about their own mental health, it's always best to reach out, whether it's to a family member, to anyone, to a GP, um, anything like that, just to have this, the, the talk, the discussion about it. Sometimes that can help to actually get your head around something. I literally had a physio appointment this morning where the, the we, we had a, a, a going way off topic here, but um, I literally had a physio appointment this morning where we had discussions around uh, neck pain that I have, and uh, they were asking questions which made me realise that almost all of my neck pain and Various other things that have happened are all in the left side of my body. So now we're looking into is the potential things that I'm doing wrong or something internal, whatever. So just like having that discussion opened up my eyes to things that I'd seen many times before. I'd felt I mean, things like that, but then just given that new perspective on it, that new way of thinking, that new way of looking. So again, if there is anything you're unsure about or you feel a little bit concerned or down or anything like that, have the conversations with someone. There's no shame in that. There's no um, there's no guilt. There should never be any, you know, guilt around how you feel and how you're viewing life in general and how your mental health may be. There's no guilt to that. And having the discussions with someone, whether it's a professional or a family member or something, or even a friend... You know, like, it really will help just to broach that subject and get it out into the open. So, other parts. Another part of depression. 
it does have some relation to anxiety. Uh, a lot of studies are finding that now. There is a lot of relation between depression and anxiety. Um, anxiety itself will be have its own episode, of course. So uh, well, I'll not go into too much detail on the anxiety side. But um, interestingly, uh, with, with the relation between depression and anxiety, as I say, the medication that um, you may not always be prescribed, but you may be prescribed, uh, like antidepressants, they actually can be used for, in some instances, um, anxiety as well. So uh, sometimes they can combat both. But again, that's a discussion with a, a professional and things to be had. Um, one thing that they are starting to notice is, uh, and I mean, again, there's no definitive um, symptom list. Um, diagnosis list or anything like that but one thing that they are noticing now as well as in, in studies is that depression can can not always but can be related to a large or big change in someone's life and that can be like you know a, a death or a, i mean a, a marital breakdown a friendship breakdown Various different things, uh, but again, there there can be times where there's no clear reason for uh, someone having uh, developed uh, depression or diagnosed with depression. Uh, you don't have to look back and think, well, I've not had a large change or a big change in my life, so I must not have depression. That's not always the case. There is various different things that uh, come together to make someone feel the way that they are and that doesn't always necessarily just even mean depression but yeah um so referring back to a source nhs inform which is the nhs uh, website for scotland um it gives three ways for depression to be identified which is mild moderate and severe so mild depression comes under where the symptoms are having you know like an impact on someone's life doesn't have to be like a massive or like a, a, a large or medium amount of impact on someone's life but once you move out to the moderate depression that's when it's more that it's having a bit of a a bit more of an impact onto someone's life and when i say life i mean daily life so if you know over the over the course of like five, six days up to, I think the the assessment refers to over uh, two weeks. Um, so we'll work on that timeline. So over the course of two weeks, that someone's having an impact, or sorry, finding an impact on their uh, their daily life, then it really depends on how much of an impact that is having as to whether or not they class it as you have a mild, moderate, or and the 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 more um severe version so you've got severe depression and that's when it's having a major impact and the person is finding it very 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 difficult to be able to complete daily life tasks um so just being able to get out of bed just being able to get out of the house just being able to do various things that are um considered your normal daily routine as such uh, there is of course another form of depression which is actually um psychotic depression now that in itself is is a big a big leap um from severe depression to that one so uh, that one will get its own episode and i am going to go through that in its own episode i'm not going to delve into that one here 
Um, other forms of depression. We also have a bipolar disorder, which was previously known as your manic depression. There's also SAD, which is, stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder, which uh, can sometimes be mistaken, sorry, mistaken, but also named as winter depression. Uh, there's also antenatal and postnatal depression. Um, now, they will also have their own episodes, all of the above, sorry. So your bipolar, your SAD, your antenatal and postnatal depressions. They will all have their own episodes as well. So they are all considered uh, forms of depression. But in the same instance, we don't need to be going into them just now because essentially this episode's over, like the overarching uh, depression itself. So I definitely don't want to be delving into that one too much. So treatments for depression. So essentially therapy is one of the key things that is prescribed now for uh, depression. The reason for that is talking about why, how, when, what in relation to a person's depression. It can identify triggers and it can identify um, past traumatic events. Now, when I say that, that doesn't necessarily mean that these have to be present for someone to have depression. Um, It's just that these things can be and have been known to relate to depression. So if you feel like, you know, you've had a perfect life, but you're still depressed, then that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not depressed. So um, therapy is always suggested, essentially, as one of the key treatments. However, if you're looking more towards the moderate to severe level of depression, it tends to be a bit more involved with um so you'd have your therapy but then you'd also have antidepressants now i do know that doctors or research or whatever um tend to lean towards they're not 100 percent sure as to how antidepressants specifically work uh and the aspect of how they combat the depression itself now, they do know, like, for instance, um, one that I was on previously, which is sertraline, uh, they do know that it provides serotonin, which, you know, is like the happy hormone, whatever you want to call it, in the brain that, you know, regulates around happiness and things. So it definitely is, there is, they do know certain parts of it, but generally speaking, they don't know exactly how it impacts and how it works with your um, your brain itself. So... The the therapy side of things, you've got support groups as well, but those are always dependent upon the person. So really, every person is different, and I think that's the way they're starting to look at uh, all mental health now. Like, overarching symptoms have to be put in place. You're always going to have that. You're never going to have, a, like a massive, gigantic list of every symptom that every person's ever had because not only is that going to be impossible to go through when you're um, trying to diagnose someone, you'd be there for hours. Um, it also it kind of disassociates with um, people's thoughts and where they are and what they feel as opposed to what someone else has felt. So... That's where it can be difficult to diagnose. A lot of mental health can. 
especially if people aren't being 100% truthful because they feel that they're going to be judged. I know that one thing that terrified me when I was, um, uh, before I got diagnosed with depression, um, one thing that did terrify me uh, was that I would be judged as unfit to care for my children, which now that sounds a bit off but uh the doctor did kind of give a little laugh when i suggested this over the phone when it was an urgent phone call to uh, discuss my mental health um and the, when i say laugh they didn't laugh at me they sort of just laughed at how ludicrous that statement was because the, you know she she explained to me that this is not by any means a judgment call like we are not here to judge you we are here to help you and that's the relief I felt when I when I um got that like when she explained it. It just is incomprehensible. I I could never give any words as to what that relief felt because I genuinely believed it. I genuinely thought that I was going to be judged as unfit parent or an unfit husband or whatever you want to call it. I just I don't know if it's just a male thing or but then i'm i'm not going to jump into that one because uh, there is going to be episodes on uh, male mental health versus female mental health and all the other things that relate to that and uh, i don't want to delve into that side of things with this because everybody suffers from depression not uh, it's not particular to uh, a gender by any means or an age or anything any race or anything like that that's completely irrelevant so yes the the other treatments that we have available are suggestions to lifestyle changes uh this can be very relevant when it comes to addiction and alcohol and substance use so those are those are very very personal um, discussions that have to be had with a professional so i'm not gonna like give my views on them by any means i mean i've dabbled in alcohol i've dabbled in substance and what have you so you know i have to be honest with this podcast and say that my relationship with alcohol has not been 100 percent positive no not at all and i can probably point out maybe it's not just my own personal uh, alcohol relationship um but the relationship that um my parents had with alcohol that i think has an effect both on my alcohol use and my general mental health i'm not going to lay the blame at mom and dad for um my mental health but i mean there is going to be a little bit of a little bit of responsibility in there i think but hey what can you do Diet changes, those are definitely going to be beneficial. Uh, certainly if you're around a lot of uh, high sugar, high processed foods, things like that. Um, a lot of uh, sweets, crisps, um, various unhealthy things generally. Uh, trying, to, trying to change too much at once though can have major repercussions. I've found this a lot myself. If you try and change your entire diet, Plus, also do some exercise in one week. Like, you know, you've suddenly just decided you're going to start exercising. You're going to, you know, cut out the alcohol. You're going to change your diet. It's not going to stick. You need to start making small changes in small ways. You know, uh, cut down on alcohol first. 
start changing your diet first or second after you've like tackled one thing at a time. If you start trying to tackle everything, if you think about it, if you think about it from a, a sports perspective, any sports team that you ever play or watch, um, if they try and tackle, um, like if let's just take for instance, uh, English football, UK football, uh, or soccer if you're an American, um, if an entire team's running at you and you try and tackle every single one of them, then you're not going to get the ball. You need to target the person who's got the ball or the person who's going to get past the ball so you know it's just trying to target what is and what you can change like what is what is having a impact on you and what you can change so definitely learn that now i'm just going to delve into a little bit more personal experiences i've already done a little bit but um my diagnosis came in december 2020 of january uh, between December 2020 and January 2021, which, as I'm sure everybody remembers, is the COVID pandemic time. Now, I have to say, it wasn't it wasn't related to COVID for me. It was something I'd uh, fought with for a long time, a very long time, far too long, far too long. Uh, look back now, I'd, I do genuinely wonder why I didn't reach out for help myself before I, I did. And it just... I don't have any given reason. I really don't. Other than the way I have always viewed, not just certainly mental health itself, but my own mental health is that it's mine to deal with. And it's not always just minds to deal with. That's how I've came to think now. It's not just minds to deal with. Yes, it's 100% on me. I have to deal with it. It's not someone else's... Uh, not problem, but not someone else's responsibility. I have to deal with my mental health. Now that being said, I'm not like saying that it's purely your mental health and you have to deal with it and you're on your own. Not in the slightest, no way. What I mean by that statement is that it's my mental health and I am the only one who can reach out and get help. Now that also being said, Family members who are witnessing, or friends, or colleagues, or anything like that, if they are witnessing uh, someone struggling with their mental health, or depression, or anxiety, or any, any of the ones that we're going to have in the next few episodes either, they, they don't have a responsibility, but I would, I would urge anyone who sees anything like that to either broach the conversation with the person who they see as struggling, or broach it with someone else who may be more beneficial to have that conversation more. It doesn't have to be a professional. It doesn't have to be like a health professional. It doesn't have to be a mental health professional. It could just be someone who's maybe closer to them than you are. Um, you know, it could be a parent. It could be a, a sibling. It could be a spouse. It could be a, a colleague who they're closer to. Or maybe even one who they're not closer to, who they're more likely to open up to because they don't... Like, see them as someone who's going to judge them, necessarily. So, whilst everyone has to take responsibility for their own mental health, we also have to take a little bit of responsibility to keep an eye on each other. And that that's a bit more difficult, because everyone, like, if, if anyone was to try and say that I was depressed before um, I opened up about it, then 
I would have been genuinely concerned how they would have figured that out because I made it a, a major point of mine to make sure I was not showing any negative feelings, any anything what I was feeling internally. So that's again where it can be really crucial for people to reach out on their own as well. So it's a very difficult thing to navigate and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to make this podcast as well was because it is a nightmare to navigate. It really is. And we just need to try and help each other and help ourselves as much as we can. Will it always work? No, not necessarily. But we can only try. That's the thing, you can only try. But yeah, back to my own personal experience. I tend to wander off here. Um, so reaching out to the doctor, that was... That was an interesting time. I actually reached out to Samaritans first because I was having some suicidal ideation, which again will be in its own episode as well. Um, and when I reached out to the doctor and explained how I was feeling, you know, I would never go down that road. I think what scared me was the fact that occasionally the thoughts would just enter my mind. And even though I knew I wouldn't go down that road, I just had to. I had to reach out and discuss it you know i had to get the thoughts out of my head into the open and since i did so i'd say a hundred percent everything no no i'm not gonna say that not everything things have improved not everything life in general has improved um i was given some advice around a uh, potential uh, therapy and things like that uh, the waiting lists in the UK are really, really large, so certainly there's, there's still some things I'm waiting on. With that, uh, there was also the medication side of things. Now, I was put on sertraline, as I've mentioned previously in the episode, and I think I was very lucky in that aspect because I know a lot of people suffer from a lot of um, side effects from uh, antidepressants. But I, I did get very lucky. I did have very few side effects. Uh, essentially, the one of the main ones was an ability to sleep. Um, that was that was hard. It was, and it did put a bit of a strain on me and uh, my relationship with my wife and things like that. Just because you know, tossing and turning over like throughout the night would also wake her up and she was concerned as well that you know i was trying these medications and i mean everybody knows how the the side effects are so you know she was a bit worried naturally but yeah in general once i actually got to a, a set level of uh, i think it was 150 milligrams uh in total and once that was once it was a balance i did find the benefits and I'm actually slowly weaning off of them now. Uh, I'm at 50 milligrams at the minute. Um, so, yeah, I do feel things are going well, having had the antidepressants and everything. But uh, I'm also waiting to see how I feel once I'm completely off them. I have came off them before, and I didn't feel like it was beneficial to be off them. Uh, that was about a year, about a year ago, give or take a month. And yeah, I just feel it's something that I've I'd like to try coming off again. And if I feel that I need to go back on them, I certainly will do. 
I don't have any major concerns about going back onto them again. So, yeah. Um, one thing I will say about the medication is no one should ever self-medicate. Now, I know there's St. John's Wort. Eh, St. John's Wort, sorry. Now, I'm not 100% sure on exactly what that is, what it comes from, but it is one thing that I was advised not to take whilst I was on antidepressants. Now, I know you can buy that over the shelf and things, but I would strongly recommend at least having the discussions with a GP or a doctor or anything like that or a support service um, before trying out even a self-medication. Again, I would reiterate that no one really should be self-medicating, but I do understand some people's thoughts on it. And they would prefer to go with a herbal supplement uh, as opposed to uh, a pharmaceutical grade medication. So I do understand the reasoning behind that, and I do, uh, I do understand. And people must act how they see fit. But in the same instance, I would strongly, strongly urge anyone who feels that there's anything in their mental health at all, whether it be depression or any of the other. Um, uh, mental health uh, issues that we're going to be discussing in the future episodes as well please reach out to someone and try to speak with a professional as well and just start the ball rolling and go from there and then you can even discuss with them around self-medication that you may have tried previously or that you've thought about trying and it just helps them as well to see how you're thinking about things and I think it would be beneficial for everyone if we did that. Um, thank you again for listening to the uh, Getting Lost in the Grey. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen. And the next episode we're going to be covering our lovely favourite, Anxiety. Now the reason I've decided to put Anxiety as the next episode is because of the previously stated relationship between the two. So, yes, look forward to seeing you for some anxiety and thank you for listening and take care and speak soon.